It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. And I'm, I'm hearing stories that we might get more snow in this storm than we did all of last winter. Now, I don't know about that, but Let's let let's start about what what's on the weather map here. What does it look well, like? Well, yeah, that's possible, Dan. What we've got uh, is we have a winter storm warning up for all of Connecticut, all of Rhode Island, and all of Massachusetts, except for Cape Cod. Once you get past the bridge, uh, the Sagmore and Bourne Bridge, and also Martha's Vineyard, they have a lesser winter weather advisory up there. It appears that uh, the storm is going to come close enough to them that they will have some mixing issues with sleet and rain and snow. So that'll cut down on their accumulation. Right now, uh, last time I checked, Block Island and Nantucket do not have any winter weather issues up yet because the storm will be closest to them and they'll be mixing with uh, warm air coming in off the ocean. So that's neither here nor there for us. The only people that I think will have any mixing issues in Connecticut at all would be the immediate shoreline. And I mean the immediate shoreline. I mean, you have to go south of Interstate 95. So that little ribbon of a mile or two right along the immediate shore. And then into southeastern Connecticut, it could be a little more pronounced. Uh, places like Groton and Stonington and Mystic and New London. Now, I don't think they're going to go over to rain. I think they may go over to sleet for a while, and that could cut back on the accumulations there. But let's just start right out with this, Dan. I think everybody, pretty much everybody in the state, gets between 12 and 18 inches of snow. So that's a big storm. That's a, kind of a blockbuster between uh, one foot and a foot and a half for most of us in the state. Now, what happens with these extremely intense storms is sometimes they set up banding. It has to do with the upper air configuration and everything, but it appears, I'll talk a little technically here, you have to look at the track of what's called the 700 millibar low. That's kind of in the middle part of the atmosphere. This is taking a perfect track that uh, north-central Connecticut, you know, places like maybe Enfield and Suffield, and then on over toward the normal players, Heartland, Barkhamstead, uh, North Granby, West Granby, and then out into the Litchfield Hills. This area could set up with a significant banding, and in those areas up to 18 to maybe isolated 24 inches of snow accumulation. So, uh, we're talking uh, uh, pretty much a shoe-in for a foot for everybody with a foot to a foot and a half for most of us. Some of us could end up with two feet of snow accumulation. So uh, you asked about on the weather map, where is everything? How's it all setting up? Uh, we've got a low right now in the Florida panhandle. And Dan, I want to point this out. I, I'm not a, a pat myself on the back, attaboy kind of person. But if you go back and play our last podcast, which we did on Thursday morning of last week, six days ago, we had this prediction. And um, I, I got criticized by a few people. You on did. There was some pushback. Right. 
and, and here's the thing. When you do a weekly podcast, okay, weekly, that implies seven days. Well, this was a six-day forecast. What am I supposed to do, not make it? Because somebody <laughs> might not like it. Right. So the, the, the point is, and, and, and I preface everything I say. I, people know me. I've been in Connecticut now uh, forecasting weather for 34 and a half years on television. Uh, I've been semi-retired uh, for the last three years. So, so people know me, and I don't hype things. So, you know, when I think a big storm is coming, I'll tell you, I think a big storm is coming. And um, that, that uh, famous blizzard we had in February of 2013, where Ansonia set the state record for getting 36 inches of snow in a 24-hour time period, uh, I said, um, I put out some kind of a tweet that said, um, the computer models indicate a serious storm. And I used the word serious. And uh, that tweet went viral. I mean, thousands of uh, tweets, hundreds of retweets, um, because, you know, if you go around saying everything is big, everything is major, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, you can only control what comes out of your mouth as a meteorologist. You cannot worry about what the anchor people are saying or speculating about or whatever if you're on, on television. You can only control what comes out of your mouth. Otherwise, you will go clinically insane. So, um, you know, the, the word major, when thrown around for an accumulation of maybe three to six inches of snow, disruptive might be a good adjective, significant might be a good adjective, but I reserve major for, for major. A, yeah, for, yeah, for over a foot. So, um, yeah, any time in the 10-day forecast you set a, a flurry, you know, on day eight, uh, the promotion department would have the anchors read something like, and can you believe there's snow in the forecast again? Brad will have details at 11. I mean, that, that's the type of stuff that happens, and, and the, the, the people out there think it's hype, but you have to listen to what comes out of the meteorologist's mouth, you know, not what the anchors right. And so forth. But what we're, we're looking at today, Dan, is the low pressure in the Florida panhandle. It's uh, sort of redeveloping up toward Wilmington, North Carolina. And by 7 o'clock tonight, that storm is going to be uh, off Norfolk, Virginia. One thing I learned about uh, heavy precipitation is watch where the thunderstorms go. Watch where the thunderstorms are and where the thunderstorms go. SPC has a pretty good threat of thunderstorms now from the Florida panhandle, but then all of a sudden there's a big batch of thunderstorms up at Chesapeake Bay by this evening. Guess what that is? That's the storm reforming right there. So by 7 o'clock tonight, <laughs> the low will be off Norfolk, Virginia, and I, uh, this is what is key, Dan. We've got a cold Arctic high over Quebec. That is, if you stepped outside this morning, the ground is like concrete. Yes, it is. In this morning at Bradley, the dew points are down near zero. This is pure Arctic air. The stage is set for this thing coming. The good thing I'll say is even though we're having really significant amounts of snow, uh, that it will be fluffy. 
it will be powdery snow and that and that can really pile up too especially up your way Goshens and Torrington's and Winsteads of the world where the temperature throughout the storm may be 18 contrast that with for a while tonight down around Stonington and Mystic it might get up to about 32 so it'll be much more of a 10 to 1 kind of ratio of snow we're up your way it could be 20 to 1 so that's why I'm saying that, you know, two feet is not out of the realm of possibility at all. Seven o'clock tonight, we've got the storm off Norfolk, Virginia. First flakes here in Connecticut, first flakes between 5 and 8 p.m. Southwest to northeast across the state. Probably first to start will be Greenwich. You know, probably last to start will be Putnam and Pomfret and Killingly up in the northeast. 1 a.m., the low is near Delaware, south of Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, by morning, the low is off the New Jersey coast south of Long Island. Perfect position for us with that cold high to the north. Um, by 7 p.m., though, the low is out south of Nova Scotia, so it's gone. And then uh, uh, that's 7 p.m. tomorrow. By 7 a.m. On, on Friday, it's bright, it's sunny, it's beautiful, it's cold. High pressure still has its roots up in Quebec, uh, but all the way down to Kentucky and Tennessee. So by uh, Friday, the sun will be shining brightly, but it's going to be cold. Okay, now we're going to get to what some of the other models are saying in just a moment, but we are getting questions, so I thought we'd throw in a couple of questions. Armchair Weather wants to know, how will the storm track hold? Can we, can we trust what it looks like the storm track is going to be? Yes, and uh, I, I know our chair weather is Curtis, and I will tell him that uh, the European model uh, has been consistently locked on on this. Um, that, that is the model that I'm uh, tending to use. I'm not really concerned about the track. I'm not really concerned about the storm coming too close because the cold high... You kind of think of football linemen, all right? That cold high is like, you know, the, the, the football lineman blocking. It's not going to let it come bodily north and flood us with warm air and change us over to rain or sleet or anything like that. And, and the, 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 whole, uh, the whole key here, I think, is that Arctic high with a Bradley low of 17 this morning and dew points down near zero. I want to talk a bit about action carpet and floor covering of Simsbury, underwriters of the Brad Field Weather Podcast. And we are so appreciative that Action Carpet and Floor Covering underwrites our podcast. Action Carpet and Floor Covering is a full-service, licensed, family-run flooring company serving the region. In fact, it was founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake. Something you need to know, Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers, offering brand-name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs, and tile, plus backsplash. Action Carpet and Floor Covering installs, plus offers professional cleaning services, and will repair water damage. And Action Carpet and Floor Covering does much, much more. In fact... They want their customers to be so satisfied that they want to be considered the go-to company. They want their customers to consider them as the one and only floor covering company. 
Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. That's 860-651-8406. Or go online at action-carpet.com. That's action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service flooring company. Okay, now uh, another, and I know you talked about this earlier, the snow ratio, ratio terrain. You said 10 to 1, That's then the, 20 to 1. It, it, explain that, what that all means. Well, it, it's sort of the fluff factor of the, of the storm. Um, the, other, the other storm that we had a few weekends back, I think it was on Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday, December 5th. I had to look at my <laughs> uh, Yeah, that, that one, uh, the, the temperature, I mean, it was snowing like crazy here at my home in West Granby. We had snowflakes bigger than half dollar size. I mean, they were yes. big flakes coming down. But it had a heck of a time accumulating. The temperature was 36, 37 out there. Uh, so the snowflakes were splatting down, and then they were tending to melt, and then another snowflake might hit on top of it or whatever. But you had a very condensed ratios of, of uh, moisture to snowfall. It was like maybe 3 to 1. In a normal snow situation, the, the, it's usually 10 to 1, so you sort of move the decimal point. So if you got a quarter of an inch of melted-down precipitation, 0.25 inches of, of liquid, you just move the decimal point, that would, a first approximation, equate to 2.5 inches of snow. But if you've got pure Arctic air, where the, the, the column above us is, is bone dry, very cold, you can have 20 to 1 ratios of snow. I've even seen some snow uh, reports out, uh, Great Lakes effect type snow out in that Buffalo Belt where they get the Great Lakes snow. 30 to 1 ratios where just, you know, pure Arctic air is coming across the unfrozen lakes. So it can really pile up uh, with, with the higher ratios. So with this really cold air mass in place, I do expect ratios to be a big factor in northern and extreme, in especially northwestern Connecticut, as opposed to uh, parts of New London County, which for a while tonight may be up near 32. You've got to consider our geography. And New England sticks out into the Atlantic Ocean. You basically come from Florida, north, northeast, up the coast, right to New York City. It's almost a, you can almost draw a straight, straight line. line. But yeah. then New England sticks out. So we've got <clears throat> Long Island Sound and ocean to the south. And, of course, we've got the North Atlantic off to the east. And, and we're early into the snow season here. Uh, we're not even officially at the winter solstice yet. So the ocean water temperatures, they lag. It takes a while for them to cool down. So, you know, typically we see our coldest ocean surrounding us in late February or early March, not in early or mid-December. So I think that's the reason National Weather Service does not have any warnings up or anything for Nantucket. Um, same deal with Block Island. Any way the wind blows, the wind's going to be coming off 40-something degree water. So it, it's going to flood those islands and, and, and make it very wet snow or rain or sleet. So, uh, you know, that's the deal with the ratios. We're getting, by the way, more people joining us. I want to wave to them and thank you for uh, 
joining us this morning. Someone yep. wants to know how how much snow is Southington going to get? I would say fifteen. Fifteen inches in Southington. Oh yeah. my goodness! My That's a lot of snow. They're in my twelve to eighteen uh, batch, so I put it right in the middle. Fifteen. <laughs> okay. Now, there are various storm models out there, some more reliable than others, but uh, I'm guessing that uh, they're pretty much in, in conjunction this time around. What do the storm models look like? Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, you know, some models give maybe Groton in New London in that area a little more sleet than other models. So I would say if, if there's any area in the state that I'm most unsure of, I would say it would be uh, Stonington. Groton, New London, Waterford, that area, extreme southeastern uh, Connecticut, not because it's going to turn to rain, but because there might be some ice pellets, uh, a, a period of ice pellets at the heaviest part of the storm that could keep the accumulation down there. Um, I'm most certain up your way, Dan. Uh, I, I almost believe it's a, a lock for a foot, and I hardly ever say that. Right. I mean... Can you imagine having to get at least 12 inches of snow or your forecast is considered wrong? Yeah. Well, that's what we're saying here. Yep. Uh, uh, one of our, one of our uh, viewers from Middletown wants to know if Middletown will actually get a mix of precipitation because sometimes the warm air seems to sneak up from the river. I don't think so. I think Middletown will be far enough away from the, uh, the actual track of the center of the low-pressure area. I think the wind component um, will be mainly northeast. So if, if the wind component was more east-southeast, I'd be concerned about Middletown or whatever, but I, I'm not. I, th I, think, uh, I think Middletown uh, is, is in that 12 to 18-inch range as well. So getting back to the models then, are they pretty much in agreement as to what we're going to get? Yes, yes, uh, they are. They're in very good agreement, which always is good for a meteorologist because it gives you more confidence when you're trying to make your forecast. So, uh, you know, to take you through hour by hour, Dan, uh, give yep. the folks a little bit of a, a, a feel for what's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's 10.20, right, 10.19 right now. Um, late this morning through mid-afternoon, you are totally, totally fine. Go out, do your errands, do your Christmas shopping, whatever the heck you want to do, it's fine. 4 p.m., some floor, uh, snow breaks out in Fairfield County. First to go will be Greenwich, Stamford, that area. The snow will break out around 4. So they may see first flakes before dark. But for the rest of us, I think the snow overspreads between 4 and 7 from southwest to northeast across the state. As I told you, Putnam, uh, Killingly, Palm Fret, all the northeast, they're last to see the snow start. But I think everywhere by 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, snow statewide. 10 o'clock, snow statewide. 1 o'clock, snow statewide. And this could be heavy. It could be piling up on the order of 1 to 2 inches <coughs> an hour. Uh, the upper level flows are perfect for us getting big snow. Um, four. Now, this is where the surface low makes its closest pass to Connecticut. So, 4 a.m., that I-95 corridor from 95 down to the beaches could go to sleep. Uh, I'm expecting New London County shoreline will go to sleep, heavy sleep. 
4 in the morning. But then when the low goes by, remember we're counterclockwise around low. So when the low goes by our longitude, the winds flip north. So even uh, Stonington, you're no longer coming off Long Island Sound. You're coming off the land. So everybody flips back to snow at 7 o'clock uh, in the morning. And by 1 in the afternoon tomorrow, we're just looking at flurries. Well, Brad and I are so excited to welcome back as one of our underwriters to the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction of Prospect, Connecticut, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state for over 25 years, engaging in residential and commercial building projects. Also, McAllen Construction handles snow removal. And we are getting some snow, that's for sure. McCallum Construction is on call 24-7, 365 days a year. Utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs, and installation. Something else you need to know about McCallum Construction. McCallum Construction is a woman-owned, small minority business, licensed with the state of Connecticut, and insured. Licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, utility, carpentry, excavation, and snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474 or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. So um, you wanted to go into models, Dan? You want to do that now? Well, before we do that, uh, a couple of other questions. By the way, you mentioned Wilmington, North Carolina before, and uh, Anne, uh, a family member just joined us just south of Wilmington, North Carolina, so I want to say hello to the people of North Carolina who are viewing this. But wind, how much of a factor is wind going to be in this storm? Well, uh, the wind is going to crank. Um, not much question about it. Famous spam calls was calling me, Dan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how many of those a day do you get? One thing I like to do when I see some spam number from Oklahoma or whatever calling me, I have these messages set up and I just push, I'm on my way. <laughs> so, anyway, but um, uh, Wil- Wilmington, hello to your friends in Wilmington, Dan, and I'm um, are, uh, watching us from various states and so forth. I know uh, a lot of my family uh, is out in Massachusetts, that's where I in the Fall River, New Bedford, Taunton area, southeastern Cranberry country. Um, you know, they're watching from, from out there. But because yep. it has been rock solid and consistent. Um, and the European model, I went over it in detail this morning. Between now and 7 p.m., all they have is coatings to an inch of snow across the state. And the best place to get that one inch would be Greenwich and Stamford. So if you've got anybody commuting home, if they're home by 6 or 7, no matter where they live in the state, they should be fine. Uh, but Greenwich and Stanford uh, could get about an inch by 7 o'clock. Now, between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., so in other words, this evening, uh, you know, put some Christmas carols on in the house and look <laughs> out. 
I mean, I'm looking at three to six inches statewide in that little six-hour window. Greenwich, though, will be getting into the heavy action a little bit sooner than the rest of us. So between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., I'm looking at six inches or more down there. And so that's more than an inch an hour uh, accumulating in Greenwich. Now, 1 a.m. to 7 a.m., Dan, if you are a snow lover, you are going to want to get up and put the floodlights on and look out in the backyard. Because from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m., that six-hour window, I'm predicting 6 to 12 inches statewide in that six-hour six window. So that's 1 to 2 inches per hour. In, in that 6 a.m. to uh, 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. time frame. From 7 a.m. tomorrow morning to 1 p.m. So in other words, tomorrow morning during the daylight period, I expect an additional 3 to 6 inches of snow accumulation. And it all peters out at lunchtime tomorrow in the form of flurries. So I say lunchtime. I mean, I could see it petering out in Fairfield County around 10 or 11 and in, finally in Wyndham County around one or two as flurries, and that's it for the storm. Now, the start time, I said 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. The, the biggest part, the worst part of the storm, 8 p.m. tonight to 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And again, we're highlighting that window from midnight to sunrise. That, that, we're going to get crushed in that window there. Uh, and then the storm ends as flurries uh, late morning till about noontime. So what are we thinking, Dan? 12 to 18 inches for all of us, okay? The exception could be Stonington, Mystic, maybe New London, maybe Groton, maybe Waterford, where if they get ice pellets, it could be 8 to 12 for them. But otherwise... Um, 12 to 18 for the state. Now, where that band sets up due to the upper-level forcing, right now I'm thinking, not positive, but thinking, it's north-central Connecticut and northwestern Connecticut. If that happens, there will be isolated 18 to 24-inch amounts, so a foot and a half to two feet. The caveat and the... the, the, the um, the thing I want to stress mostly here is that when you get out there to shovel it or use your snowblower or whatever, it is not going to be that concrete. The exception is New London County, but for the rest of us, I think it's fluffy snow. I don't think it's going to be uh, really hard to, you know, you get a big shovel full. Right. I, think, I think it'll be pretty easy to move. All well, right. that's 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 important because uh, you get that amount of snow, and if it's like concrete, forget about it. Right, uh, Dan. Um, the European model, while we're on it, um, we're heading toward Christmas. <laughs> uh, today is what Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So uh, nine days away. Christmas is nine days away. So I thought, okay, we put down a foot to two feet of snow across the state. Will we have a white Christmas? Well, I've got to think so. Uh, yeah, I, th these are the European temperatures now at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So basically the warmest part of the day. Today in the 20s. Tomorrow in the 20s. Friday in the 20s. Saturday in the 20s. 
There ain't going to be no melting. No. Sunday in the 30s. Monday in the 30s. Tuesday around 40. Wednesday, 35 to 40. We have a brief warm-up on Christmas Eve because we've got a strong cold front coming. So we're into the 40s on Christmas Eve. But I say with great confidence, this snow will hold. It's not going to, you're not going to melt 18 to 24 of snow with one day of 45 degrees. Uh, Especially because the night times will all be below freezing. So it'll refreeze at night. Christmas Day right now, the first indications from uh, the European model, daytime high of 23. So we're looking at going right back into the icebox on Christmas Day. Armchair Weather has a great question. How computer models can forecast a storm, let's say, seven days out when there are no storms on a map? Well, there's always uh, energy on the map or or uh, upper-level systems flying around the globe. And, Dan, we always, when you forecast, you know, you, you have to, you have to, you're forecasting locally, and obviously my specialty, quote-unquote, is Connecticut and southern New England. I've always forecasted in New England. Before I came to Hartford, I had a job in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, uh, <coughs> a meteorologist there who has been my buddy, since the days we were in Providence together in the early 1980s, name is Steve Cascione, and he, uh, he lives down in Old Saybrook now. And Dan, I haven't even told you yet, but I have offered for him to be our first guest on Bradfield Weather because we're going to start to expand. Yes. And, you know, I've I've got friends that work for the Hurricane Center, and and I mean friends and uh, meteorologist friends in almost every city in the country because we used to have what we called AMS conferences, American Meteorological Society conferences, where the station would pay and we would go to these destinations like San Francisco and Seattle and we even went to Hawaii once. And, you, you know, you go to sessions, but you learn the latest in technology. And, I mean, oh, my gosh, have things changed but to answer Curtis's question, when I first started in the late 1970s, what was just coming on board was the LFM, and it stood for, it, it means the grid pattern, linear fine mesh, I believe is what it stands for, LFM. But that was the first computer model we had, and guess when it came out? Right before the blizzard of 78. Wow. And it did, it did a great job of forecasting. Otherwise, what we had to do, Dan, was um, Radiosan balloons were launched. At that, now, this is going back to that time. Twice a day at the, what they call uh, zero Zulu time and 12 Zulu time, Z time. The, the, it's universal time for the global weather. But... In the wintertime, that's 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. And we would have radiosan balloons that would launch and go up to cloud level, say uh, it's uh, morning, so let's say it's 7 a.m. You know what the closest one to Connecticut was located? Where? Albany, New York. Albany. And And the other one that was, like, close to Connecticut was Chatham, Massachusetts. So if they went up to cloud level and got a temperature... 
say Albany was 30 and say Chatham was 40 at cloud level. We know the rain snow line is somewhere between Albany and Chatham. Yeah. You know what we had to do to tell in Connecticut? Flip a coin. Guess. Yeah, that's exactly right. Real? I just yeah. made a guess. I mean, if, if the 32-degree if the line was two miles <laughs> south of Albany, the whole state of Connecticut would get rain. But if the 32-degree line was out toward Cape Cod, the whole state of Connecticut would get snow. We had to guess. So back in the early part of my career, I always used climatology. What I mean by that is you have weather records that go back to 1905. What usually happens in Connecticut? What typically happens? Um, what typically happens is a big storm comes. New London County changes to rain and sleet. The I-84 corridor goes over to, from snow to some icy mix. And you get nailed up in Torrington. That's what usually happens. So that's what we had to rely on back in those days, climatology. The young meteorologists today, swear to God, have no idea <laughs> what it was like back then. No idea. Um, you know, now they have all the computer models. And, and um, I'm not trying to be derogatory, but I call some of these people fusticoders. You, you can train anybody to look at a computer model and say what it's going to do. But what the computer models say never happens. It's always some variation of it, some sneaky variation. And you know what pays off there? Your ability to interpret the models, but also how are the models trending, and also the individual meteorologist's experience in the area knowledge of the local climatology. Is it going to turn to rain in New London? What is the elevation up in Torrington? All these different factors come into play. Now, this is the perfect segue. By the way, TV stations, Brad Field is watching you. This is the perfect segue because you've been monitoring the local TV stations as to their storm coverage, and you've come away with some impressions. Well, I think I think that they're all doing a, a fine job, and they're all, you know, they're they're all on board. Um, as I said, all the modeling is similar, but I did. I was flipping the stations around this morning, and uh, on Fox sixty one, um, Dan Amarante was on, and uh, his predictions are uh, twelve to eighteen inches north and west of I eighty uh, four, eight to fourteen inches south and east of I eighty four. And uh, Stonington, the little southeast corner, he had four to eight inches of snow. Um, WTNH Gill had, um, I, I think my, my thinking is most similar to his. Um, Gill has 18 to 24 inches in the northwest hills of Connecticut. I think that is a bold prediction, but that's Gill's prediction. He's got 12 to 18 inches along the entire I-84 corridor. And remember, that's what I said. I think most of the state gets 12 to 18. A few little variations where the banding sets up could get 18 to 24, and where the sleep mixes in could get a little bit less. So that's uh, Gill's thinking 6 to 12 inches in southern New London County and extreme southern Middlesex County. Uh, National Weather Service has pretty much eight to, uh, uh, 12 to 18 statewide. Channel 3... 
uh, has 6 to 12 inches along I-95 and 10 to 18 inches elsewhere. And uh, NBC has 5 to 10 inches in the southeast corner to 10 to 16 inches elsewhere. So uh, those are what the other guys are doing across the state. But no matter what way you cut it, Dan, this is a big deal. Okay, so that said, what is the Brad Field forecast? How do you see all of this playing out? All right, I wrote it up a little bit so I didn't forget anything. Uh, we'll have snow developing from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. southwest to northeast across the state. Until then, you're fine. Until 4 o'clock, you're fine, no matter where you live. Uh, the storm is going to rage overnight tonight. And if you want to see snow and you get up around midnight, and look out the window, or one, or two, or three in the morning. It is going to be snowing to beat the band. Uh, some sleet along the immediate shore, uh, southeastern Connecticut, especially, and especially coastal New London County, getting some sleet mixing in. Now, gusts, Dan, 30 to 40 miles per hour inland out of the northeast, going north tomorrow morning. So... The places that it's 18, 19, 20 during the whole storm, like up near you, there will be blowing and drifting snow. Um, 40 to 45 miles per hour in southeastern coastal Connecticut. So, again, if you go to bradfieldweather.com, Dan has put up Eversource outages and uh, United Illuminating outages. You will be able to keep track of power outages at bradfieldweather.com. It's very easy. It's right across the top banner. You can't miss it. Um, so you can keep track 40 to 45 mile per hour winds. So uh, tonight, upper teens up toward northwestern Connecticut to near 32 in New London County for low temperatures. Thursday, snow in the morning, windy, blowing and drifting snow, uh, 26 to 32 degrees total. 12 to 18 inches for most of us, 8 to 12 inches in Mystic, this is my prediction, and isolated 18 to 24 inch amounts where that upper level forcing banding sets up. And again, best guess, north central Connecticut, so northern and northwestern Hartford County and Litchfield County, I think best chance for that uh, banding to set up. Friday, sunny, 28 to 34. Saturday, sunny, 28 to 34. Sunday, mostly cloudy. I'm thinking a storm will miss. Uh, I'm not positive about that, but I, but I didn't really study it too well this morning, but I think the storm will go under us on, on Sunday. So mostly cloudy and in the 30s. Monday, partly sunny, 36 to 42. And uh, next Tuesday, partly sunny and a high around 40. And I, I did notice going by, Dan, we've got a famous man in our midst, Rob Marciano. He's a meteorologist at ABC National. And uh, Rob worked with me, I think it was the early 1990s, at NBC Connecticut. And uh, I knew... I knew from the moment I laid eyes on him, he would be a superstar. And uh, he has been a superstar in uh, television weather, but he is a uh, wonderful friend. And well, Rob, thank, thanks so much for joining us. We'll have to get him on as a guest at some point. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely.
absolutely. Dan, thank you. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by McAllen Construction Company, woman-owned, small minority business, McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail, and by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company.